the college experience, college basketball weekend preview on the sports gambling podcast network is brought to you by BetQL. BetQL is your home for the info. You need to make yourself a smarter, better college basketball, FCS, college football, NHL, NBA. They got you covered. Just go to betql.com promo code SGP 30. That's betql.com promo code SGP 30 for 30% off. We're also brought to you by better than Vegas. Better than Vegas is the home for the avid sports better, providing insight analysis and free betting picks better than Vegas. It's like YouTube for sports betting. Make sure to subscribe to our page. So you don't miss a pick sports gambling podcast.com slash BTV. That's sports gambling podcast.com slash BTV. We're also brought to you by better edge. Better edge is a stock exchange for sports bets, allowing you to buy and sell betting positions like a stock market. The best part is it allows you to bet with no vig. That's right. No vig betting. That's legal in 40 different States. Sign up at betteredge.com promo code SGP for a free $10 bet. That's better edge B E T T O R edge.com promo code SGP. Welcome. Welcome to the college experience, college basketball weekend preview Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We're breaking it down to you. All the best college basketball action. My name is Colby swinging database Dan, AKA pick done D that's not a pick. This is a pick and I'm joined by the DFS God himself. Give it up for the rooftop IPA drinking. Homebrew making, tobacco road a living, the free spirited Ernest Givens fan, <laughs> former former Herndon Basketball League MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. What's going on, man? I like the the subtle touches, the subtle changes you're adding to my intro there. Well, you know, I I know we touched on this before, but I mean, as a kid, I feel like you were the Ernest Giving fan. Well, I, I think for some reason, me me you and our other brother. We all had like our favorite member of the posse, the Redskins wideouts. I feel like, and we always chose differently. Same with, uh, same with the Oilers wideouts. For some reason, I think we had our own. You know, you got to. I mean, come on. Where's the fun in you know agreeing with everybody? Well, Patty C. It seems like everyone liked the same. You know, there there's differences. Yeah, yeah. Well, I like the way we did it. You got to choose your own. You know, blaze your own path. <laughs> All right, so here we are. Great slate of college basketball currently going on. I got three TVs on. I got Michigan, Iowa, got Western Kentucky, Houston, and I got uh, uh, Eastern Kentucky and Belmont going on. Sa- the sad part is, is all three of these are blowouts. Um, My Michigan Wolverines are looking damn good. Tell me they're not a Final Four team. I mean, give them the one seed for sure. Give them the one seed for sure right now. But I, do you think? What do you think about this though? Like playing in conference, playing a team that, you know, because let's be honest, Michigan, that were they that impressive out of conference? Well, geez, that goes, that goes a ways back. I know they um, had a couple like close games against uh, there's a max school. Is it Toledo? Maybe 
Yeah. Uh, and then uh, know, Oakland gave them a, they, they needed overtime. Yeah. yeah. So I'm trying to think of, of what big name schools they played out of conference. I mean, it seems like November and December was like three years ago. Um, especially with like their long COVID break. Uh, do you got it in front of you? No, but I, 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 my, my point I'm trying to make, and the same goes for Gonzaga, really the same goes for, for all of them. I mean, do you think there's a pattern by you knowing the certain right now, Michigan, Cleveland state would be the, according to Lenardi, that would be the matchup. And let me tell you, Cleveland state, I know, look, Michigan's looked great, but Cleveland state played Ohio state really, really tough in Columbus. So I mean, that was like a tie game with like two minutes left. And I think Iowa state or Ohio state ended up winning by five with some free throws. Uh, but then though, they would get the winner of Oklahoma state UCLA. I know this is all hypothetical nonsense, but I'm saying like, you think they could just, just cruise through Oklahoma state. You think they could cruise through, uh, you know, UCLA perhaps. I think they're clearly a better team than those two schools. I mean, with Cunningham at Oklahoma state, I guess that, you know, they got a puncher's chance when you got it, you know, a top notch NBA prospect like that. Uh, yeah. I don't see much coming from UCLA. I don't see them offering much resistance against Michigan. Uh, yeah. I think, I think Michigan is on that, that top level along with Baylor and Gonzaga. And I would be surprised if they don't at least go like elite eight. Granted, hey man, it's a one-game scenario. Anything can happen. We've seen crazy stuff happen time in and time out. But I do think Michigan is on that same level as Gonzaga and Baylor. The current and I, I I do have their schedule in front of me, and they, they played a whole a whole lot of nothing at a conference. They they played three MAC schools, Oakland and Central Florida. Well, I, I just <laughs> wonder if like you if you play you know, this style of ball, you, 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 you have a scouting report on every team in conference and you're used to them year in, year out. Is there any merit to that? So then when you go play, you know, a team that is completely opposite contrast of almost everyone in the big 10, that will that make a difference? Who knows? I mean, uh, we'll find out, but I'm saying the current eight, nine seeds, by the way, oh, which one do you think is the most dangerous? We got Oklahoma state, UCLA, Oregon, Florida, San Diego, Man. San Diego state, Loyola, Chicago, Rutgers and North Carolina. <laughs> That's a lot of dangerous schools. That's very strong. Eight and nine seeds. Uh, I mean, right now Gonzaga would play the winner of Loyola, Chicago or San Diego state. Yeah, dude. Those are good. Those are really good defensive teams. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then Rutgers, you would see against Baylor. I mean, I think Baylor's got that. Rutgers still, plays Rutgers really good defense. defense they're, too. They've been playing like, pretty good basketball. And Rutgers is like a top twenty defensive team, so it makes and they're at like they're what makes that matchup to me if that was to happen is they're guard friendly and they're athletic. Now I understand Rutgers has their problems at the free throw line. They have their problems uh, at certain areas, but I just think when you play a team that's that athletic on on defense and and several with especially like Baylor's thing is four guards. And really, one big Rutgers is kind of similar, but I don't know. I mean, I think that would be a fucking great game. And then what? Michigan, uh, Oklahoma State, or UCLA, or, or the score could yeah. change, by the way. But yeah, it it will change. It's not going to be like this, but it's yeah. still fun to look at it and you know you know try to think it out. Yeah, you know, the the real one, Ohio State against Florida or Oregon. 
That's dangerous, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's really I mean, dangerous. I don't mean to harp on the Buckeyes week in and week out. They've earned my respect when that loss Dude. to uh, Michigan, especially especially if they win tonight, they'll earn my respect because I did lock them. I got money on the Buckeyes tonight. What, what do you um, What do you think that line would be? Ohio State minus seven. <laughs> I I mean I I personally think the line would should be like three or four. Yeah, if it is seven or eight, then I would I would think of taking the dog. I mean, chances are Ohio State wins, but I would expect that to be a close game because Florida and Oregon, man. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, especially with everybody getting healthy for Oregon. Yeah, yeah, Florida's had their issues all year. I mean, it's, it's not like Johnson's coming back, but even without Johnson, they've they've been. I mean, they so won at West that's Virginia. A dangerous game. Yeah, uh, I mean, dude, and then you look at the twos. I mean, first off, the twos. Iowa's currently well. They just lost by twenty-two, so I would imagine that they still might be a two, but they're probably not the top two, which they had them at. Um, any chance that uh, they would just? I mean, the, they play the the fifteens are Sienna, Sam Houston State, UMBC, and James Madison. I don't think Iowa has any problems with Sienna if they're matched up with them now. The uh, Illini, Sam Houston State. I've been kind of liking Sam Houston State this year, but no, I think. Uh, the Illini, especially what, with what the upperclassmen leaders. What if it's Iowa and Sam Houston State, though? That's interesting. I mean, I, I still think Garza, yeah, especially being his senior year, I mean, how 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 good of a of a player he is. I don't think he would allow them to lose, but that could be closer than you would think. Yes, I, I'll tell you a scary. I mean, the the main the main reason I brought that up was to see the seven tens that the twos would get. Iowa would right. play Drake potentially because I I would take Drake to beat Colorado. I like Drake. They're, they're a tough team, man. I, and I think they could give Iowa some problems, especially if they get Hemphill back, which I, I haven't heard an update. I know he was supposed to be out about a month and that was a week or two ago. So uh, it's going to be close, but if he can come back, man, at full strength, I think Drake could upset Iowa. Yeah. And then what you have, what uh, Alabama against Clemson or Maryland, that's dangerous to me. Yeah, I, I mean Maryland with how athletically they are, and Clemson if they can really muddy up that game and really have it, uh, you know, a low-scoring defensive game. I think Bama takes care of either one, but I mean I want to watch that, the man. game because I don't, I don't feel that confident about I, it. I don't feel that confident about that at all, man. I mean, the, Bama just beat uh, Vanderbilt by what four? I mean, yeah. I, I think that that those could be very close games. Now I will say when I look at the other side and see Villanova against either BYU or Louisville, I I think Nova wins big. They they got an easy path there, but (laughs) Illinois against Boise state or LSU. I actually think Boise would beat LSU. You think so? I don't know. LSU is getting the way more talented team, but I just feel like, yeah, I just don't trust them. That'd be a, that'd be a fun game to watch because that would be a up and down lots of points, a lot of action in that game. I think I'd favor LSU, but um, I would expect a close game at least. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's a seven, 10 matchup. You would, you would assume it'd be close, but you know, you never uh, know. Um, let's get into this. We're going to talk about uh, the, the bubble watch and, and, and Friday, Saturday, Sunday slate of games. But first Pitt, we touched on the yesterday Xavier Johnson transferring. And now uh, 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 Tony, their other score averages 14 points a game. So now we have two pit players they are essentially their second and third leading scorers. Transfer smart, smart move. Not trying to pronounce Tony's first name. It's like all or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, something's not right in, uh, in the steel city there with, uh, Jeff Capel as, as head coach, you know, we mentioned it a little bit on, on the pod last night. 
Um, and we, we were surprised to see another one of their top guys transfer out. So something's not right there. I don't know what's going on, but um, you know, Jeff Capel as a head coach has left a lot to be desired. You know, I guess he was solid at VCU and then the first couple of years at Oklahoma with Blake Griffin, but then, you know, they, they fizzled out of the tournament early with Griffin. And after he graduated, he could never get it going there. So um, a lot of question marks with Capel. That's for sure. Yeah. And um, I mean, but it shows, I mean, these are going to be two sought after uh, grad transfers. Definitely. So, um, going to be interesting to watch what's going on there. Um, okay. Let's, let's get into this uh, right now. Just to touch a little bit on the games happening right now, Michigan obviously I think has solidified a one seed by just dominating, uh, winning by twenty two against Iowa. Illinois is up twenty one on Nebraska currently. Uh, without Desunu, yeah, without Desunu, that's impressive. Even though I guess Nebraska still dog shit. Gonzaga pulls away from Santa Clara. This was a close game. Let's talk about that. I mean, the Zags. I mean, they they're going to get a fourteen point win here, but uh, just about five minutes ago, this was a six point game. Santa Clara's all right. I mean, Herb Sendek doing a decent job there, but is that is that concerning at all? It is. It is cause for concern. If if Gonzaga hasn't played like any like real quality opponent since December, that is of con- of concern. You have to hope that you know the um, upperclassmen leadership once things mean something like you know in conference tournament, NCAA tournament. Then you know they'll get their act together and you know play to their capabilities. But yeah, you know, without really being tested in a while, you know, what? How will they react when they get you know hit on the chin with a punch, you know, by a, a team in the second round or the third round or something? So, I think it is cause for concern. Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, UCLA currently up twelve on Utah at Utah. That's impressive. UCLA still playing for the Pac-12 one seed. Also, uh, Eastern Kentucky in the Ohio Valley, my Colonels. Even though we're in the second half, we're five minutes into the second half. This was a twenty-point lead for the Colonels. It's down to fifteen against Belmont, who Belmont's to like twenty-four and one currently. Uh, could you? Are you a little scared? Eastern Kentucky might be a dangerous team in this tournament. Uh, currently, I think they're a two or a three. I think they have the same record as uh, the the second place team. So I think they're somehow listed as the third team, but with the same record. So they're either going to have a two or three seed. Um, let's talk about my colonels here. You think they got a shot to, uh, to win this thing in, 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 in conference uh, tournament action, which is kicking. I all think way. so. Hey, they're going toe to toe with Belmont and, you know, knocking them around um, and you know, Eastern Kentucky, you've been on them for a long time. You know, the majority of the year. So they're playing good ball. That should be interesting tournament. I'm trying to bring up the standings right now. Um, you know, between Belmont, Moorhead State, Jacksonville State, Austin P. I mean, and Eastern Kentucky. That's five dangerous programs. You could possibly even throw Murray State in there. Murray State's not quite as good as as some years past, but they can come up and uh, and bite you. So yeah, those top six seeds, man. Those are good teams, and uh, this is going to be a fun Ohio Valley uh, Conference tournament to watch. I've been saying that. I mean, look, I think uh, I, if you've been listening to the college experience uh, out there, you know I'm big on the Missouri Valley and the Atlantic Ten, and I think a lot of, of this year I've brought a lot of shine to the Southern Conference. You know what needs that shine next year? I think is the Ohio Valley because uh, each I think year, right. each year these tournaments and, and these conference races, there's a lot of good basketball being played there. Um, all right, uh, Ohio State at Michigan State later tonight. 
Boise State at San Diego State later tonight, and then obviously USC at Colorado, Oregon at Stanford. All huge games with impacts. Even San Francisco at BYU. Uh, we what s- about what about the Houston win? Because uh, that's a big win. Uh, what is Houston ceiling? That's an interesting thing because that's a big win that they added there, and that's one where it worked out. Where North Carolina failed by adding Marquette. This is one that will really help their strength of schedule. They were a three seed already projected, and they they won by twenty, I think twenty some points. Um, yeah, they won by twenty five points, dude, or twenty four points. So, uh, I think that I mean, you got right now. Iowa just lost. Now you think can Iowa squander? They're a two. Houston's a three. Um, there, there's still more basketball left to be, to be played. You know, just assume that Houston is is either going to be on that two or three line. That's a great game for them to add though, because that really yeah. strengthens their schedule. I mean, Western Kentucky is a team that beat Alabama. So uh big time win for Houston. And I like that team. I think they're a dangerous team going forward. I can't still get past the loss to ECU. Well, I mean, look, and- when you play a team with the heart <laughs> of the, of, of a pirate, you know what I mean? You're sometimes you're just going to get upset. They also dropped one to Wichita recently. Well, Wichita um, is going to make the NCAA tournament. I think they're in. They're right solid. Now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's yeah, just those and those two losses were have both come within the last like what two or three weeks. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what Houston is going to show up night in night out. Obviously, they have a lot of impressive wins on their resume, and and this one tonight might be the most impressive, just whipping Western Kentucky. Um, they, do you think they could make Final Four? I think with the right now, uh, I, with the right situation, yes. But I do think. Uh, they had what was the guy's name coming off the bench that was a scorer? He transferred to Florida State, so yeah, he, he quit. Giro? No, I don't. Th- was it him? No, I think uh, it was uh, no Mills. Mills. Yes, Caleb Mills. Yeah, uh, he transferred to Florida. He quit like right around New Year's, and uh, was homesick and transferred to Florida State. So uh, Florida State, by the way, going to land themselves a damn good player because that guy didn't need to come off the bench. He was a really right. he was a starter that they put because of his uh, of how much offense. They did that on purpose. Um, uh, I do think that was a, a shot to them. The depth, having a guy that could come in, that guy was capable of lighting you up for 30 coming off the bench. I mean um, that, that was a hit to the team, whether they want to admit it or not. Um, but it still wouldn't shock me if the schedule's right. I mean, right now I look at them and the, you know, they got Eastern Washington projected as the first round team. I think they would destroy them. Then they would get VCU or Virginia tech. And I think that would be a fucking game. That's a, f- that would. yeah. So um, I g- good luck. Uh, I mean, yeah, they could, they could, because I, I like Kelvin Sampson. I like the way that, that Houston plays. They, they got multiple scoring options. Sasser's a player too. Um, th- so potentially, potentially, what well, do you think? Well, okay. So what three seed is your favorite and what three seed is your least favorite? That's Houston, Florida state, West Virginia, Oklahoma, West Virginia is my favorite. Ooh, really? I, I know everyone's saying Florida state. I don't think Florida State's still a team that lost to like UCF. You know what I mean? Like uh, they they just went into overtime against Wake Forest. You know, that's what a, I'm saying. A half ago, I I would actually, if I had to rank them, I might at least. Uh, sorry, go ahead. I would go West Virginia one, Oklahoma two, Ooh, Florida State three, Houston four. I think. I don't know. Like West Virginia and Florida state are kind of similar. And so is Oklahoma I mean, and Houston, Oklahoma state just lost to K state. So, I mean, I guess I could make that argument. 
West Oklahoma, Oklahoma would be my my fourth. They would they would be my my least favorite because they just have no front court options. But West Virginia's got to be the number one. I think they they've lost even the the teams they've lost to. I think have been good teams. You know what yeah. I mean? Like they they don't yeah. have they don't have a, a UCF or a uh, K State on there or a ECU. So I, I do think they're the most complete team there. Yeah, but when's the last time Bobby Huggins has led a team like really deep in the tournament with West Virginia? You took them to a Final Four once. But well, but I'll say this: this oh, is the that, that, yeah, that's right. Uh, Duke beat him in the final four yeah. in uh, in twenty ten. So but, it's okay. So you're going back a little ways. But this is by he's, far he's done before. This is by far the best scoring team I've ever seen. Yeah. This goes back to Cincinnati, K State days. This is the best I've ever seen his team score. So yeah. I think that might give them a better shot. I don't know. I just kind of been impressed with them. So I'm having a tough time choosing between Houston, Florida State, and West Virginia. I know Oklahoma is my least favorite. Oklahoma would play Liberty. That would be a tr- tricky game. West Virginia, <laughs> UNC Greensboro, Florida State, Grand Canyon, Houston, Eastern Washington. I think Houston's got the best draw. Yeah, I, I don't really see too many problems with the other three games, but the um, Oklahoma Lib- Liberty might. I mean, with the uh, McPhee, you know, Darius McPhee there, Liberty might be able to give them, you know, keep it close. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I think all three seeds would uh, advance at least. At I least actually one think round. the game that would be the trickiest would be Florida State and Grand Canyon. You think so? I, well, I you know I have a network that covers that gets every Grand Canyon game out here, so I watch them a lot. And it's sometimes it's not even live. Sometimes they're playing it the next day. I'll just throw it on. I'm, oh, I'm cleaning. They're pretty. They're pretty deep with talent. Marley left uh, Bryce Drew with some, with some talent on that roster. So. Uh, I think that might be a tricky game. Now, obviously the height of Florida state might be a problem for them, but uh, yeah. Anyway. Okay. Um, uh, you didn't, you, you, you did a classic politician. You didn't give us our an- your answer, by the way, <laughs> as far as my favorite. Yeah. All right. You, you talked me into West Virginia. You know, I'm thinking here I'm high on Florida state. I've been high on Florida state all year. You know, I was really high on them after that beat down of UVA. Turns out maybe UVA just isn't all that great. So that kind of takes a little bit of the shine off that win. So, all right, you sold me on West Virginia. I think it's really close between those three schools. I did give you the answer. My least favorite. I think that's pretty clear, at least to me. Yeah. So there, there you have it. I would say if mills hadn't transferred out of Houston, Houston would probably be my one, but I think there is no, I understand they're like, well, yeah, he, he only, he got limited minutes because they have so many guards, but still it's a guy that could go for 30. You, those guys, you don't have that on your, on, on a lot of these rosters. You don't have a guy on your bench that could do and that. And you yeah. got a chance to really go far in the tournament you yeah. know, to give up that opportunity. Yeah. Like, let's say one of their guys are Cole Giroux or Sasser. Well, having mills as that guy on the bench, that was just a, I mean, he, he, he right, played great right. last year for them. I don't know. I think that was a huge loss that they kind of brushed as a, as a, okay. You know, well, let's get into this Friday actions. Here we are. We got, we got just great college basketball matchups all around the clock here. And I think the big one on Friday that everyone probably will want to tune into. That's a college basketball fan is rich Cle- Cleveland state Detroit, right? Oh, by the <laughs> way, we should touch on that. We should touch on the fact that right That's now dangerous, man, you guys got a, uh, for a one seed to get Detroit. Yeah. I mean, just this, the, just the way it worked out seating wise, but Detroit just beat Cleveland state a week ago. Yeah. They split. They went one and one. Yeah. Right. Um, right. But that's a good point. And, and what Nick is alluding to is the horizon league did tip off their conference tournament tipped off today. And uh, 
Wait, what were some of those Detroit beats? Was it Robert Morris? Right. Correct. And what else are the other ones? I think there's another one. There's, Look. there's four games a day. SI um, SIU Edwardsville took down UT Martin, right? No, that's Ohio Valley. What is Youngstown number? state is up uh, by seven on Illinois, Chicago, green Bay's up by six on uh, IPFW and Milwaukee's up 12 on IUPUI. Youngstown that's st- all horizon. Youngstown state currently sixth in the horizon. When I released my horizon preview, I had, I think two or three Youngstown state fans laughing at me for having them seventh in the conference saying they're going to, cause they were projected in, in some publications to be one or two. So well, like- if you're Cleveland state, I'd rather play any of those three games that are that's still going on rather than, than Detroit. Yeah. Detroit's hot in the second half of the year. And that's uh, what Mike Davis, this is a guy who's token. He took uh, Indiana to the national championship. That's so, right. Um, anyway, let's just dive into this thing. Friday, we got a great slate of games. Um, and I think one of the big ones, yeah, obviously you have the horizon league going on uh, the horizon conference tournament. So you lose, you're done. Your season's over. That's always great when you have to watch basketball where pretty much the season's over unless you get an NIT bid. Um, but we've won. I think I was going to touch on this. The big, the big game Friday, I think uh, Richmond at St. Louis in the Atlantic 10. I mean, these are teams currently what Lenardi's got. Uh, I believe Richmond has first four out where, what did I do? Did I get rid? Oh yeah. Richmond is first four out. And St. Louis is the fifth team out. So that's the they, Richmond's the fourth team out. St. Louis is the 15 out. This is a huge game. It's in St. Louis. Uh, I don't believe we have a line. Let me try to pull up a line. St. Louis minus five. Oh man. I, I think I might go Richmond. Yeah. I'm going to take the points here. I mean, both teams have disappointed of late uh, Richmond laying that egg against DCU last week. Uh, St. Louis, I think has lost two in a row now. Um, let me pull up their schedule real quick. Yeah. D- Dayton and uh, VCU. Yeah. Now I guess St. Louis is coming home here, but I don't know what to expect from both of these schools. That's why if you're telling me I'm going to get five points, I'm going to go with the dog and go with the spiders. I'm with the two starting five seniors. Can they win? They need a huge win here. So this is the loser might be done unless they can like win the a 10 tournament, which is is certainly possible. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Definitely. Yeah. But um, I don't know. Maybe I'm jumping ahead of myself. Maybe the, 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 you know, the loser still has a chance of an at-large if they make a deep run in the A10 tournament. But I think the loser of this game is is behind the eight ball to get an at-large bid. Yeah, uh, here's an interesting one. Friday in the MAC, Bowling Green's been playing better basketball lately. And I've I, noticed. I think they're very well capable of winning the MAC tournament. I know they're currently sixth in the MAC, but Akron's first. Uh, they 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 do battle tomorrow 4 p.m. This is a big game because uh, this this conference race is tighter than I think most most. I mean, if you don't know the MAC, this is a tight race going on in this conference. Um, Toledo, actually, what's weird is I have one publication telling me Akron's in first place. I have another publication telling me Toledo's in first place. Interesting. Um, I also has a, I have the game on Saturday. Huh? Is 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 ESPN not loaded? Is it not updated? Either way, um, I guess uh, yes. I mean, you, you mentioned Bowling Green. Bowling Green had a slump between 
January 19th and February 9th, they had lost six games in a row. Prior to that, I was singing the praises of Bowling Green. Well, I jumped off their train, but now they've won three in a row, including a win over Toledo. So I'm thinking I might be jumping back on that bus. And I think I saw they're getting four points at Akron tomorrow. So I think you're right. Whatever you're looking at is right. The game is on Friday. Well, and, and Bowling Green, even in those losses, I, I, I was a guy who was bullish on Bowling Green this year. So I watched a lot of them and I feel like the losses were kind of mentally I, I like they were in all of those games to me that were, they were eligible to win those things. And they down, kind of collapsed in the final couple of minutes. So I actually think, you know, them Akron and Toledo are the most are the, are the most talented teams in the conference. I, I, I know Ohio's in there. I know there's some other schools, but I think the top three, I know Buffalo's in there, but I think Bowling Green, Toledo, Kent or in Akron. Also, I, I shouldn't, I should mention Kent state. They're solid too, but, but Akron, Toledo and Bowling Green, I think are a step above when it comes to talented rosters. Um, yeah. I'm going to take Bowling Green in the points. Yeah, I agree. I think, uh, I don't know. However, they, you know, right the ship and whatever they, you know, they went through during that stretch. Apparently it's a thing of the past here. And uh, yeah, I think the Falcons are rolling here. So uh, give me them in the points. Uh, we got uh, Drexel at JMU tomorrow. I know I, why am I talking about this game? Because JMU and, and Northeastern in a battle for that once or for the top seed in the CAA tournament, which should be happening soon. Uh, any chance uh, Drexel pulls off the upset? Do we have a line on this one? I'm trying. I'm to locking up JMU. JMU minus two and a half. Oh, I like uh, that. James Madison is has the fourth best ATS record in the country, twelve and three, and I believe they already have a win over Drexel. I think they won by about eight or nine points earlier in the year. So I like JMU to take care of business at home. Kind of surprised the line is only two and a half. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let me ask you about this one. Uh, this is not going to have. NCAA tournament implications, but Tulane at Cincinnati tomorrow. Tulane's catching six currently. Cincinnati's best player just quit the team essentially. Quit the, the opted out the re- on the rest of the season. Tulane. I don't want to make fun of a young man if he's struggling personally or something, but it just seems like, and I don't want to rail on the generation. I don't want to be that old guy that does that. But it seems like we're seeing more and more of this. And I think I mean his. He said he just needs to quit. He, he needs some some me time. And he needs to you know, get his head right or something. Yeah. Well, like, come on, man. Look, you don't want to be that. I'll, I'll be that guy. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's a, that's a, just a complete pussy move. You don't do that. And uh, somebody had to say, I'm a yeah, nice guy. Yeah. I don't want you. Know, I don't know the guy personally, but you know, that's, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Uh, I got, I, I come on. And, and Cincinnati's a team that's kind of been playing a lot better the past couple of weeks. I feel like, I mean, they keep winning once these again, one point win games. The, your conference tournament and you get in. Well, and we saw Houston lose to to ECU in Wichita. So it let Houston lose to ECU or Wichita or, or a, ca- a caliber team like them. And all of a sudden, I think every team in the AAC says, "Hey, we got a chance." Yeah, but I guess he you know, he put some some like long thing on Twitter. You know how COVID's been tough. Who knows? We don't know what he's going through. What his family's going through. But it's like, come on, man, play some basketball. Yeah, I mean. Uh, it's tough without knowing everything. I mean, if his mom died of, of COVID, I would feel like an asshole saying that, but yeah, yeah. But, but at true. the same time, I don't think, I, I don't think it is that, I mean, what are the odds on that? If so, put that in the message because why, why were you playing the games this week then? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I mean, but Tulane uh, catching six, you I, I think uh, you ride the green wave there. Yeah. You know, especially with that news, you know, Cincinnati losing their best player. Hell, I mean, Cincinnati doesn't beat anybody by more than five points anyway with him. 
you know? So yeah, give me the points. Yeah. Cincinnati's got a knack for, I mean, in the past, like two weeks, winning one point games, <laughs> a, a bunch of one point wins there. And, um, and usually the games like in the sixties, it's not like it's a high scoring game. It's a grinded out physical battle. What do you think of that rematch of St. Francis and uh, Merrimack tomorrow? You know, so I think it's, is, is that a final is uh yeah. Merrimack lost, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I like Marymount to bounce back. I did warn you though. St. Francis, New York is playing some pretty good ball the last uh, few weeks. So I wasn't surprised to see that. I still took Merrimack, but I didn't bet it. I didn't lock it. Um, I think Merrimack can, you know, get the second half of that back to back. Any chance GW comes into uh, upstate New York and upsets St. Bonaventure tomorrow. That's a huge game for St. Bonaventure with uh, them tied for the lead tied for the one seed in the a 10. And that one seed is going to take on Fordham uh, more than likely. Nah, I think the Bonnies get the win, but they are favored. I think I saw 14 and a half. Eh, if you ask me, that's a bit too much. Let me roll with the points. Bonnie's win by like 10 or 12. All right. I think that sounds a bit accurate. I think I might back you on that. All right. Big 10 Purdue at Penn state. Is there any way that Penn state plays their way back into the NCAA tournament? You got to think they're done, right? I, I mean, mean, they've lost four in a row, but oh, no, I'm sorry. They lost four in a row. And then their last game, they barely beat Nebraska by three. I think they're done. If they close the season out with the win here at home against Purdue, they also get Minnesota at home. Minnesota's winless on the road. And then at Maryland, that's not, I mean, uh, they beat Maryland the uh, what earlier in the month. If they were to win three in a row here and be 11 and 12 going into the tournament, would they be alive? I think they would. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of what ifs it's Penn state good enough to, to pull out, you know, three wins in a row like that. I don't think they've done that all year. Yeah, I know. Uh, in the first game, Purdue won by eight in in West Lafayette, and I think they're only favored by one on the road here. I, I I like Purdue here, actually. I do like Purdue too, but I will say, if you're a Penn State fan, I don't think you're dead in the water yet. I think you pulled this. This is the the hardest game left, I think. Yeah, and there's also the Big Ten Conference uh, tournament, and you know, with how good the Big Ten is, there's at least an, the opportunity for a lot of impressive wins. So are, are they mathematically eliminated? No, but I still think you can put a fork in them. All right. Uh, Friday's conference USA action, North Texas second in conference USA. And as we saw, I mean, I guess Western Kentucky lost tonight, but that game didn't count on the conference records, but uh, sitting at the two spot at Marshall, who's at five, uh, this is a big game for, for implications in the, the conference USA tournament here. Uh, Marshall's a four point favorite, just to let you know how, how tight they think that race is. I'm going to go North Texas to get it done. Same here. You know, I think North Texas has won like uh, eight of the last 10 games or something. So quality program. I don't know what city that is, but uh, in the, <laughs> the Northern part of Texas, obviously. So uh, it's, yeah, uh, I, it's I think it's Denton, Texas, Denton, Texas. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, that, that means nothing to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I would think that this back to back, they probably split here. I think it's kind of two evenly matched teams. So uh, yeah, give me North Texas, man. All right. Now here's a big one in the Missouri Valley. Drake can't afford a loss, even though they're, they have, I think they have, they graduated out of the top eight. Let me, let me, I think they are currently, where am I at here? Yeah, they're not. So they're outside of the top eight in uh, and rightfully so, I think, but they play Bradley and I, I can someone understand me what's going on with Bradley. 
Well, they lost three in a row. They're, they're, they've been a disappointment this year. They're a really strange team. You go back to the beginning of the year, Bradley loses to Xavier by one. They beat Toledo. Uh, they they, uh, they lose to Missouri by one at Missouri in a game they were up the whole game. Uh, this team, I feel like they're better. And Bradley, by the way, has won the past two Missouri Valley tournaments. So uh, I do think, despite their record, they're way more talented than their record indicates. If they can find a way to, I'll put it like this I think. Out of Drake's teams, they've played lately. Northern Iowa, uh, I think. Uh, who else? Did they played someone. Evansville. Yeah, I, I think Bradley's by far the most talented out of them, especially with Northern Iowa not having AJ Green. I just can't trust Bradley, though. I do trust Drake. I, I trust Drake. I like the coaching. I like the toughness of that team. So I'm gonna. I think it was an eight and a half point spread. I'm gonna go ahead and lay that eight and a half points and have Drake. I feel like I'm taking too many road teams here, uh, but I, yeah, I think Drake can win by ten. I, I'm going to back you too, but I think that I'm just saying they're Bradley's a, t- they're more talented than the other teams that they've lost or that they've beaten recently. Uh, Missouri state, let's stay in the Missouri Valley. Cause this one has seating implications. Missouri state uh, minus six points on the road at Evansville. Missouri state's got the three seed currently in the Missouri Valley. Evansville's got the five seed. This is a big game. A lot of implications here for seating. You're going to take the bears on the road against Evansville the aces, the purple aces. I think Evansville is kind of a cute story earlier on. Yeah. They were projected, I think last in the Missouri Valley and uh, yeah, they were, they were playing some pretty good ball. They had you know a couple wins over Northern Iowa, a couple wins over Valpo. Uh, but lately what they've lost, well, they've lost their last six games. So I'm going Missouri state. Yeah. I'm with you too. Uh, and that, then I'll stay in the Missouri Valley, Indiana state minus three at Valpo, uh, Indiana state, currently the four seed Valpo, currently the six seed in the Missouri Valley. Only minus three. Give me the Sycamores at, at at Valpo to get it done. Same here. Yeah. Once again, I'm starting to get concerned. I'm taking a lot of road teams and road fa- and and road favorites, but this isn't a traditional year where you really have to worry about home court advantage. Um, so maybe I can start taking some home teams. But hey, I mean, game by game, yeah, I like Indiana State better than Valpo. So give me the Sycamores. All right. Uh... I see New Mexico State's playing at Tarleton State. I'm not going to touch this game, but we just saw Tarleton State wax them in football. Um, Georgia State in the Sun Belt on ESPN two at uh, what six p.m. on or six p.m. on the east, three p.m. on the west. I think um, they're they're fourth in the Sun Belt. They're taking on South Alabama, second in the Sun Belt. Current spread is Georgia State minus one. How do they figure that? They got to. I don't understand that spread, but. Uh, Cause South Alabama has been hot lately and they're uh, underdogs at home. Give me the, all right, now I'm not, now I'm on a home team. Cause I have been watching some South, some South Alabama. They've been, you know, a couple day games during the week. I've been able to watch them. I've, I've been impressed with the team. They've Give won me eight South in Alabama a row. There. I, I don't understand how they're coming up with this line. It makes me think it smells man. They've South Alabama's won eight in a row. They're the higher ranked team in the conference. How is Georgia state favored here? Yeah. And uh, South Alabama has a three point win at Georgia state. So uh, you make a lot of good points there. I'm taking, I don't know. I'm taking Georgia state just because that, that line doesn't make (laughs) sense. Well, I'm going South Alabama. So we differ there. All right. uh, Southern Illinois, seventh in the Missouri Valley at, at the Ramblers, any chance uh, they, they uh, get it done. I mean, they, they're getting 19. I think I might lock that Uh, and goes and go Southern Illinois. Yeah. Those, yeah, those yeah. big spreads have been ridiculous to me, especially for a team that doesn't score a lot of points. I mean, Loyola Chicago is a really good defensive school, but you know, they're not going to score more than like seventy or so. So uh, I would 
uh, be tempted to grab the points as well. That might be a that might be a Dundee play right there. Dundee special. Dundee special. Okay, uh, I got to touch on two more from Friday night. Uh, big one in the Big West. Uh, UC Santa Barbara, sixteen and three, taking on the team in fourth place. UC Riverside. Who I, I watched the game last week. UC Riverside at San Diego. I don't know how they lost this game. They they blew a ten point lead. I change it. It's ten point lead with about three minutes and thirty seconds left. I change because I'm like, oh, I got that in the bag as a lock, and uh, and I come, I turn it back, and they lose uh, in overtime at the buzzer. I so, watched the first of the of that back to back. The game you're talking about was the second one. Yeah, yeah. In the first one, UCR won by six or seven. But watching the the two schools, I was like, man, these te- these teams are pretty even here. So in, in the second game, I went San Diego. Um, and in this one, I'm all over the Gauchos because I like Santa Barbara over over Riverside. I haven't seen a, a line yet. You got that? Yeah, Santa Barbara minus three. Is that a lock? Should we lock oh, that one? Oh, lock it up. All right. And then we got a rematch in the Missouri Valley, or not the Missouri, but the Mountain West. Uh, this game just happened. It's not a big game, um, but Fresno State beat UNLV by three the other day. I think your play is to go with the running Rebs here. It's minus six though. Yeah, I think uh, the first game. I think it was even more. I think it was like minus eight or nine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Give me the running revs. I don't like it though. Yeah. They, they've been a weird team this year. They have been. They've been a really weird team. Uh, okay, let's kick things over the Saturday. But before I go there, I want to tell you the College Experience Weekend Preview is brought to you by BetQL. You want to get an advantage over the sports book when it comes to sports betting? Well, you need to download BetQL, the only app you'll need to make smart bets. BetQL has sharp data for college basketball, FCS, college football, NHL, NBA. So if you want an inside edge on who the pros are backing, you need to check out BetQL. Plus, they have tons of sports book offers for your state. Head to the App Store or Google Play Store to download BetQL. Bet smarter, not harder. All right. Head to betql.com, enter the promo code SGP30 for 30% off your first subscription. That's promo code SGP30 at betql.com. Dude, have you looked at Saturday slate? It is filled with huge <laughs> games. It is yep. filled yes, with sir. huge games. Uh, nine in the morning. And this is this is why that ESPN, if you have ESPN Plus and you're into the FCS football thing like me, there's almost not enough TVs. Um, I, I, you, but there is a thing on ESPN plus where you can split the TV four or five ways. Going to clearly need to do that. And then I have to bring in the iPad, the, the uh, couple computers that have screens just all around Michigan at Indiana, Indiana, just uh, 12 and 11 looking like they're going to be in the outside after a nine point loss to Rutgers. They were the second to last team in the tournament. I believe. Let me, let me just make sure that's no, they were the fourth to last team in the tournament but that was released. That was according to Lenardi released before they lost by nine to Rutgers. Uh, Here, here's your opportunity. I'm dude. I'm fading them, dude. Yeah. Smart move. I mean, I'm fading. You look them. at it, yeah. you know, in their favor, they're at home and Michigan's going to have a tough little, uh, you know, 48 hour turnaround to head down to Bloomington. Uh, but it's probably, you know, good prep for the NCAA tournament where you're playing, you know, uh, you know, a day apart from each other. So yeah, I think it'd be hard to trust Indiana right now. I mean, yeah, maybe if you're getting like 10 or 12 points, maybe they can keep it close. But uh, I, Hey, uh, once again, I, I'm, I'm big on Michigan this year. So, well, and if you listen to our last episode, like I was saying that Indiana has been the hardest, one of the hardest teams to get a read on and down the stretch, both. I feel like the, the past two years down the stretch, they have been horrible. So, um, 
uh, the, why would I take them right now? Fade them, fade them. Um, I should also note that uh, tomorrow, while well, you're listening to this for Friday slate, not Saturdays, uh, we get the uh, the America East tournament starts. It kicks off. So there's that kicking off this weekend on Sunday, I believe. What day is the 27th? No, Saturday. The uh, the Big South kicks off. Oh yeah. And March Madness a couple days early. Yeah, man. So uh these are these are just great games. Uh but you got here we got a huge matchup Saturday morning by the top two seeds in the tournament. Um, and that is Liberty and Bellarmine. In the A Sun. I mean, th- th- you realize this these are, this is not a tournament game, but this is two of the top teams battling for that one spot. On ESPNU, 9 a.m. for me on the West, noon for you, Nick. What are you thinking? It seems like Liberty's getting uh, too many points from Vegas most of the time, and Bellarmine's not getting any love. So um, I think chances are Liberty wins, but Bellarmine covers. Uh, Bellarmine has, uh, they have won. Bellarmine, excuse me. Yeah, they have won 10 in a row. Check us out. Liberty's have those, not, have those two schools played each other yet. Liberty's nine and one in their last 10 Bilar mines, 10 and Oh, wow. Um, let's see if they, they have played. Let me see. Um, I want to say they have, but I could be wrong here. I don't think they have actually. No, they have not. And they have back to backs here to end the season back to backs. I there's, I think there's a high likelihood, you know, um, that they, that it gets split, right? Yeah. And no, I'm sorry. One of these is on Friday. The second is on Saturday. So uh must watch TV for the, for some mid major Atlantic sun action. I say, uh, what? Give me the points. Give me the points. I think so. Uh, in the first matchup. And then the second, uh, uh, you have to wait, see what happens. Yeah. Right? Check the spreadsheet over at sports podcast.com for all of our college basketball picks, big 12, nine am, but check us out nine am. So you have these, these FCS schools kicking off, um, at nine and 10 AM. So you got a couple TVs on that. You got a TV on Michigan, Indiana, you got Liberty Bellarmine, and then Texas at Texas tech 9 AM. This is a huge game. Suddenly Texas tech is seventh in the big 12. How did this happen? What what's going on? Texas is fifth. I mean, uh, what earlier a uh, month ago, it looked like it was going to be Baylor, Texas and Texas tech. Uh, now Texas and Texas tech finding themselves way back. Um, what's ha- what's going to happen here? What do you think? Well, Texas Tech has lost three in a row, uh, you know, and I keep expecting them to to turn it around and get a win. And I'm going to do that one more time. They are back at home now. In the last two games, it was you know on the road at Kansas, at Oklahoma State, and over in overtime. So close, you know, tough losses. I think a little home cooking is just what the doctor ordered here. Uh, I think they can beat Texas. I think so too. I'm on the Red Raiders. We're agreeing too much, man. We're agreeing too much already. <laughs> I'm curious what you got here. Bruce Pearl hosts his old school Tennessee Rick Barnes in in Auburn, Alabama. Is there any chance that Auburn pulls off? The, you know he wants this one to really to really fuck with Tennessee, who's been. I think they're very. For, I don't understand how they're in the top twenty-five right now. Well, so did you know that um, when he locked up Tennessee, did you know that Vandy was missing a bunch of players, including Pippen, their N- best player? No, but I knew he was. Uh, no, they, I didn't know they were missing a bunch, but I knew Pippen was questionable. Uh, I didn't know that. And, and I was, I leaned Vandy because they've been, you know, they've been a covering machine of late. So, uh, and really it's hard to, to pick this game without knowing the injury status. Um, not, I mean, this isn't Vandy here, but Auburn has had a bunch of injuries. Their best player 
probably we mentioned Kate Cunningham. The second best freshman in the country is probably Sharif Cooper for Auburn. He missed the last game. So I'm not sure I mean, he's probably questionable here. So it's kind of tough to see here. I want to see an, an injury report. If he plays, I tend to lean Auburn because you know, Tennessee on the road is, is usually not someone, uh, a, a team that you want to get behind, but I think Auburn will have problems. If Cooper misses a game, Tennessee currently projected as a six seed playing St. Bonaventure as an 11. If this game happens, I'm on the Bonnies. That's a tough game, man. I'm on the Bonnies. You heard it here yeah. first. If that, if that ends up being a game in the tournament, I'm on the Bonnies. There I'm going go. to say, I'm going to say, take Auburn in the points here regardless. Yeah. I think Bruce Pearl's a personal game to him. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. yeah. I like that angle. Uh, Syracuse, Georgia tech. This is a huge game right now. Georgia tech first eight out on the outside. This is in Atlanta where they've been really good, but Syracuse at the same time, they were just a part of the first eight and they lost to Duke. So they're still playing for their lives. This is a huge game for both schools. Yeah. I don't know what to make of this. I mean, Syracuse is much better at home, but Georgia tech has one, one, I think three in a row. Now this could be four in a row. I like Jose uh, Alvarado after that big win against Virginia tech. He said, this is my senior year. I want to make an NCAA tournament. It seems like that team is on a mission. So I want to ride with the yellow jackets again. Hey, Jose, I hate to tell you this, but you also have next year if you want. <laughs> well, it, he wasn't incorrect. He is a senior. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and he wants to make the tournament. <laughs> there we go. Next year he could be a fifth year senior. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I guess factually he is not incorrect. Um. Okay. Georgetown at DePaul. I know why. I, you're like, why am I touching on this game? I'm touching on this game because Georgetown's been kind of red hot lately. I mean, and I, DePaul had that big win. Uh, then they knock off St. John's. Yeah, they knocked off St. John's and. Uh, Hell, I mean, what I know Georgetown, I guess, isn't red hot because they lost to UConn last time we played. They they played, but that was a misleading score. I, we locked up UConn, I believe. UConn, I didn't. Oh, okay. I was a little weary of that game. I picked UConn. Maybe it was, it was maybe uh, you and Patty. Dude, they covered late. UConn was losing at halftime. I mean, that was a very fortunate cover for us. I want to say with about four, five minutes left, that was a tie game. So yeah, give me yeah. The, I like Georgetown here. Yeah, give me the Hoyas uh, to get it done against DePaul. Um, we got Navy Loyola Maryland. That's a Saturday morning game. Be be ready to see Pick Dundee lock up Navy. Uh, <laughs> we don't we don't care where the line is. Take Navy. Lock yeah, it up. take Navy. They're they're fucking magic this year. Um, well, you know, I mentioned how good uh, JMU was. Uh, ATS. Yeah. Navy has Navy has the same record. So tied for fourth in the country, JMU and Navy are both 12 <laughs> and three ATS. I love it. I love it, man. Um, let's talk. Uh, well, let's go, uh, man, I, that, that's, that's crazy that they're a nine. I mean, a six Mercer's a six seed in the SoCon. That's how good the SoCon is. Mercer beat Georgia right. tech at Georgia tech. Just to let these, these folks know how good the SoCon conference is. Western Carolina is a nine seed. Didn't Western Carolina just beat like the two seed? I feel like they beat someone the other day. Uh, was it Wofford? Was it Furman? I'm not sure, but uh, that conference is. I can't wait to watch that that tournament because those teams are getting new life. VMI, the the Citadel, they were getting like 19 points the other day. Talk about a, an easy cover, dude. I mean, the Citadel, I think I think they lost by like seven or eight. So yeah, I mean, never easy, never within doubt. Well, they're just they're, the Citadel's pretty money all all yeah. year as a covering machine. Um, what else do we got Saturday morning? But these are still like these are all Saturday morning. South Carolina at Georgia, man. We I saw someone else 
uh, tweet this out. I think it was uh, Andy Katz saying Georgia very much alive. I mean, they, 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 he was recommending that they add a game after this game because they get South Carolina in Athens, Georgia at 14 and nine with, uh, I think they have three or four uh, quad one wins just coming off that LSU beating. Um, I don't think you need to add a game because they do have the conference tournament. That's true. That's true. But yeah, yeah. You got a chance to go to 15 and nine here. And I think they still have one more game on that schedule. Uh, that's a home game against Alabama. Now, if they beat Alabama, they can Ooh. really talk. Right. Um, what are you going to Here's my, I don't trust Georgia. They lost their first <laughs> matchup to South Carolina. South Carolina beat Georgia by 20 at South Carolina, but South Carolina on the road, uh, they're two and five ATS on the road. Uh, I think Georgia's playing better ball than you know they were in January when they lost to SC the first time. I like a little little revenge game angle here. Give me the Bulldogs. Man, I guess I, I'm I, I'm going to blindly do that. That will not be a lock. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I'm um, not liking that either. Let's bounce over Miami at Clemson. Any chance? Uh, I know that game's not a great game, but for Clemson, they're still somewhat alive for a two seed in the ACC. I mean, you gotta say Miami's just totally done now, right? Right. They only had six yeah. scholarship players the other night. Um, Buffalo at Ohio in the MAC, kind of a compelling game in the MAC with some implications. Currently, the four and five seeds in the Buffalo Mac. still hasn't beaten a top tier team in the MAC. I mentioned that last week, and they lost to was it Akron or Toledo? Yeah, I think it was Akron. It was it Akron? Okay. So uh, that that being said, I'm on Ohio. Uh, I think I agree, man. We got to have a dis- some disagreements here. Maybe it'll be here. The ally and I traveled to Madison, Wisconsin, 11 a.m. Tip for me on the West 2 p.m. For you. Uh, I'm the ally and I is going to get this done. They're too athletic. They're going to get it done. I mean, yeah, I it, tend it, to agree again. I mean, d- now d- the sumo has got to play, but I'm saying if he's not playing then give me the badgers. Yeah, if he's not playing, then you know all bets off. But um, the Illini won by 15 at home against Wisconsin earlier. I th- I, th- I think it's a bad matchup for Wisconsin, and, and Wisconsin's also kind of fading down the stretch here. Um, but I will say that the Illini—they're not immune to these these games where it's like, come on, what the hell? You know, you, you're you're clearly the better team. Get your shit going here. Yeah, you know. So I don't know. I tend to lean on line. I, but I don't, I don't really like that one that much either. Dude, this slate at 11 o'clock is fire. Okay. You're watching Georgia, South Carolina. It's a big game for Georgia. You got Miami Clemson because Clemson's still playing for a two C potentially. I know I hit on Buffalo, Ohio. I guess maybe that one doesn't make the TV, but uh, Illinois, Wisconsin, and then VCU at Davidson. Here's the reason why VCU needs to win this game is because St. Bonaventure is playing George Washington on Friday. We're going to know, I, I would imagine St. Bonaventure is going to get that win. So that means VCU is going to have to beat Davidson at Davidson and potentially without their best player. Yeah. I mean, eventually, you know, losing bones Highland has to hurt, right? I, I would think, I would think, yeah. I, I mean, they took it in stride earlier in the week. Um, beat St. When Louis. They beat, yeah. Yeah. You know, so I, I'm going to go on Davidson here. Uh, I I'm, I keep fading VCU and I, I'm not a VCU hater. Actually. I, I, I enjoy rooting for VCU. Uh, they might burn me again here. I don't like this game that much either, but I'm going to lean Davidson it's starting to sound like a hater because I earlier in this season, you know, I, by the way, I mean, if the, if VCU loses this game, Nick, they're going to finish with the two seed, which is what I projected in the a 10 pr- season preview. My only problem is my one, three, five, four or five, all, <laughs> uh, everything else is fucked, but at uh, least you got one, right? Yeah. 
Um, and then look at the same time. So you got on one station, Illinois, Wisconsin, VCU, Davidson, and then LSU, Arkansas, Arkansas is the hottest team in college basketball right now. They just throttled Alabama by 15. They've won eight straight. I think nine of 10, all sec games. They're hosting LSU. I, I mean, do, do we just got to ride with the hot team here? Yeah. I mean, you question, will there be a hangover after that big Bama win? I would say that on in other circumstances there could be, but LSU beat Arkansas by 16, you know, down in Baton Rouge earlier in the year. And dude, LSU just, I mean, not only are they not good on the road, but they get beat and get beat badly on the road. They lost to Georgia by 13 on the road, lost to Bama by 18 on the road, lost to Kentucky by 13 on the road. I like Arkansas. Yeah, dude, right now uh, on the TV screen behind me, I have Colorado uh, about a minute away from halftime with a 13 point lead on USC. Wow. My Buffs bu- get it dude, done. I was on the wrong side of 14 that. I think point I, lead. Actually. I think I see USC there. Yeah. 14 point lead. The buffs in, in Boulder have been unbelievably good this year. Even the game they lost, they should have won. They gave up a 20 point lead. Um, so interesting to watch down the stretch that pac 12 race. Um, but yeah, LSU, Arkansas, VCU, Davidson, Illinois, Wisconsin, all tipping at the same time. Also that South Carolina, Georgia game, a lot of great action. This is the best time of year. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> Look, Marquette coming off that big win. I, and I, I, I don't know what you're, st- I, I'm curious your op- opinion on this. Cause when I saw that game scheduled, I just thought, man, Marquette's better than their record. I truly yeah. believe they're better than the record. When you look at that yeah. team uh, and I thought North Carolina, they're, they're weak at the guards and with and Marquette excels at guard play. So I, I, I wrote Marquette and I even said, sprinkle some on the money line and that, and that hit as a 10 point dog. They travel to Yukon where I think it's a dangerous game for Yukon. I think Yukon's the better team here, but I, I just think Marquette is, but be- look, they're 11 and 12. I mean, are they officially done with that winning against North Carolina? If Marquette gets this, I mean, is there life for the golden Eagles? They got, there might be some resuscitation there. Um, yeah. I mean, look, all these big East games are dangerous games. <laughs> well, I mean, look, if, you know? if, if their remaining schedule at Yukon, at DePaul home to Xavier. So if they can get past Yukon, I think they're, they're going to be favored in the next two games. Yeah. And, and all of a sudden they're going to be sitting there with a 14 and 12 record heading into big East conference play. Uh, that, that could, this is a huge game. Now Yukon at the same time, obviously coming off uh, uh, a Georgetown win and then a Villanova loss. So huge opportunity. Yukon, I believe the first four out right now, I think the first team out, if memory serves me correct. Yeah. Yeah. Yukon is the top team out. No, no, no. Stanford is then UConn, then Duke. So absolutely huge game going on in the big East on Fox at, uh, at I'm gonna go UConn. I'm gonna go UConn. I think they're, they're going to really make, start making a push for, for the uh, tournament. You know, it started a couple weeks ago with Boak Knight back. I, I think UConn is a better team. They already beat Marquette by 11 in, in Milwaukee. Now they get them at home. I'm going to take UConn, but what, it's going to be a close game. What do you think that line will be? Seven, six, Oh, if it's seven, then I think I might take Marquette. Five. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I was thinking more like four or five. Huh. Um, okay. I, I I really need to see that line before I. Uh, if it's six, I'm taking Marquette. <laughs> if it's five, I need. I don't even know if it's four. I'll go UConn. Yeah, yeah. I, anything below four, I'm definitely taking UConn. Above it, I'm gonna have to really you know think. The, the, the higher you get, the the obviously the more attractive Marquette looks. Um. Okay, let's let's then talk. Uh, I mean, but that's still an eleven o'clock game, essentially eleven thirty. I mean, so you have all these games going on at once. At noon, 
Oklahoma State is at Oklahoma. Cade Cunningham travels to to Norman in a rivalry matchup. Dude, these this slate is the best we've had all year. This Saturday is the best slate of games we've had all year. What what are you going here? I mean, what will this line be? Oklahoma by two, four? Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how 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 Oklahoma responds from that loss to Kansas State. I mean, I love their backcourt, but their complete lack of a front court is obviously a big deficiency. I took a look at that box score against K State. The uh, Sooner front court was responsible for a whopping seven points. <laughs> Jesus. And their their big man Brady Manick, he he shoots threes. Yeah. So um, they're not a complete team, but I think they have enough in at the, in the perimeter positions, especially at home here, Oklahoma state's won a couple in a row. Maybe the Sooners are a bit hungrier, you know, to uh, avenge that upset loss to K state. So I lean the Sooners here, but uh, I'm starting to have my question marks about them. Uh. <sighs> I don't know. I, I, I lean okay state at the moment, but I, it depends. I, I'm, I, I'm assuming they're getting points. It matters what that number is. Uh, check the spreadsheet. Um, look, I got to hit. It's not going to be a lot. It's going to be like three or less. So I'm going to Oklahoma. I think. I think you might be right. If it's four, I might go. Okay. State dude. If it's four. I might go. Okay. State. Um, I got to hit on these games. I don't know if these games will be good, but they're impactful. Ole Miss is at Vanderbilt. Ole Miss they get upset by Mississippi state when they were the first four out knocks them back, but they just beat uh, Missouri on the road in uh, Columbia. Now they host Vanderbilt. Uh, so you would think Ole Miss would beat Vanderbilt here and go to 14 and nine. And then they host Kentucky and they host Vanderbilt again. I'm sorry. So they're at Vanderbilt here. They, ho- so the remaining schedule is Kentucky. And Va- they, there's a solid chance they could win the next three games and be 16 and nine heading into the sec tournament. I got no idea who's making the fucking tournament. Is it Georgia? Is it Ole Miss? <laughs> you know, like uh, what, what do you think of this? I mean, Kentucky's going to beat them right at, at Ole Miss uh, on Tuesday, I think, but uh, Ole Miss at Vandy here, Vandy's got some injury problems as we just touched on with Pippen out and a few others. Uh, that was a big win at Missouri for, for the rebels. It really was. Yeah. And I think the injuries uh, for the Commodores here, I think that uh, definitely opens the door for Ole Miss. Uh, just when Vandy was really like playing some decent ball and really, you know, a, a thorn in the side of some of the, the bigger uh, sec schools, they get hit with these injuries here. So yeah, I, I think uh, Ole Miss cruises. Uh, I mean, I got to touch on this just cause K state's won two in a row against TCU and Oklahoma, which both had winning records. Uh, they're at West Virginia where it actually traditionally they play them pretty well. I want to say the first matchup was at least a close game. I'm, gonna, I'm pulling it up now. Uh, never mind. WVU beat him by 22 at K state. Yeah. I don't think uh, the Mountaineers have any problems here. Okay. Uh, Air force, Colorado state. I got to touch on this because Colorado state could win the mountain West. If they win these games against air force, they're coming back from COVID. They haven't played in a fucking year. I feel like uh, the Rams going to get it done against air force, right? Do we take, do yeah. we, do we, do we yeah, flirt with the points? Awful. Do we flirt with the points of the Falcons? What's it going to be 18, 19, 16, something like that. <laughs> I mean, a, a team that hasn't played in so long, you don't want to lay a whole lot of points, but air force is pretty darn bad. You uh, know, it, it, if you're taking points with air force, good luck. Um, uh, if, if it's like, if it's 18 or 20 though, I'd, I'd, I'd at least, you know, entertain the thought. <laughs> it's, it's, it's right up the road too. Um, 
Boise State at San Diego State. This is a rematch. There's the, the the other games currently going on at the moment, and I'll just give you a little update. San Diego State's up by ten at halftime. I think mm. San Diego State's the best team. I've been saying this even when they were the fourth team. When they got knocked down to the fourth team uh, about three weeks ago, I was like, yeah, but those two losses they had to Utah State, they didn't have Matt Mitchell, their best player, and then even the 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 one loss to Colorado State, they blew a thirty point lead. So like that's kind of an anomaly to me. Like, not only are they up by ten, but they're currently limiting Boise State to seventeen first half points with like thirty seconds left. Dude, they could. Give Bo- Boise State's got pretty good offense. Yeah. That is a lockdown defense right there. Damn. Yeah, there's a reason why they're twenty second in the nation. Um, Aztecs play again tomorrow, one p.m. That's going to be must watch TV. Can't wait to watch that. We'll see if Boise State, you know, can can either. Uh, what come back in the second half tonight or uh, to perhaps tomorrow in the rematch, dude, this slate is fucking fire. I mean, we could, I, this is gonna be a seven hour podcast, uh, f- Florida state at North Carolina. I mean, all of a sudden we, we just talked about this. North Carolina is a projected a nine C, but that was before they lost to Marquette uh, who's got a losing record currently. So now you add in that. I mean, maybe that knocks them back to a 10, maybe an 11, but now they got Florida state the Georgia tech and Duke left. There's a chance they could lose all four or all three. They've already lost the first of the four. So um, I, what do you think here? Yeah. My uh, initial hunch would be to take the points. I mean, USC or UNC lost by seven at Florida state earlier in the year. Uh, FSU does have a four game win streak going on right here. I imagine FSU is going to be favored by like seven or eight. Yeah. I think Florida State wins, but I think it could be a, a close game here. So if you're going to give me that many points, I I guess I'm taking the Tar Heels, but I, I just can't trust them after that Marquette performance. Hey, if they're at uh, six, if they're at six, what are you taking? Uh, that's a tough one, man. I I, I guess I'm going to go Florida State. I think so too, dude. That's what I'm saying. These matchups are unbelievable. Florida at Kentucky, tip it at the same time, four o'clock for you on the East one. Uh, so at what the one o'clock spot, by the way, just to, just to heat you up there, um, Oklahoma, Oklahoma state was noon. One o'clock is Boise state, San Diego state, Florida state, North Carolina, Florida, Kentucky. And there's more I'm going to mention in a second here, but Florida, Kentucky, look, I know we Kentucky's not in, but I, I I've been saying this. They've been playing a lot better the past, like three weeks to me, even with the games they lost, I was impressed that they found a way to fumble those opportunities. I think Kentucky is a, is a team that is great value to win the sec tournament. I really think they could, I, I like with Alabama and, and Ar- yeah, Arkansas is red hot, but I, I still think Kentucky is be- like every game. They have a shot in my opinion. Well, maybe we'll disagree here. I think I'm going to go Florida, you know? Yeah. K- Kentucky's playing better ball agreed. Uh, they have, they've won three in a row over Auburn Vandy and Tennessee. Uh, Florida did beat Kentucky by 18 back on the 9th of January in Gainesville. This is a different Kentucky team here. It's going to be a close spread. I got, I guess Florida's going to be favored by a couple. Um, I'm, but, all, uh, I'm, I'm all over Kentucky here. Yeah. I'm gonna go Florida. You know, I think yeah, they, they came back after a little COVID break. They lost the first game to Arkansas, which in a close game, Arkansas pulled away late. But they responded with big wins over Georgia and Auburn. I'm gonna go Florida. I think Florida's a better team. Okay, can't wait to uh, see you lose money there. Um, <laughs> all right, Wake Forest at Virginia Tech. I got to touch on it before this Wake game against Clemson, where Clemson held Wake to 39 points. <laughs> before that, I was like Steve Forbes in year one, former uh, 
former East Tennessee state head coach. I like that hire. I was seeing, I thought a turn with this, uh, with this, with this demon Deacons program. I thought they were being much more competitive when they took Florida state to overtime uh, a couple of other games. I, so, but then they laid it an egg against Clemson. Now they're at Virginia tech. Any chance the demon Deacons uh, get Virginia tech only beat them by four the first time. Uh, yeah, I think Virginia tech losing at home at to you know, to uh, Georgia tech. And I think now the second game back with uh, Tyrese Radford uh, back in the fold, I like Virginia tech here. And, and I think, um, I think Wake Forest has had a couple ugly losses of late. So I think they're, you know, <laughs> yeah, they, you know, they were kind of chippy there for a few weeks, but I think they're turning into more of who we thought they were going to be. So give me the Hokies. All right, uh, so- SoCon Conference. We got a we got a darn good game. UNC Greensboro at East Tennessee State. Uh, I think Greensboro are currently second. East Tennessee State fourth. These are teams that there's not much deciding these these teams in the conference. So they could easily find their way at the top. Actually, yeah, Greensboro is projected in. I don't understand. It's you know with the COVID thing that the games being different. I, I'm I don't know, but uh, this is I, I can tell you this. This is going to be a great game to watch in the SoCon. Uh, these, yeah, these, these teams just like beat up on each other. Yeah. You know, there's four or five really good teams in the SoCon, and then you then you even have like the VMIs and the uh, Citadels and Mercers. Oh, yeah, okay. I mean, this is a really good conference here. East Tennessee State got the first one. They beat UNCG in Greensboro by ten. Give me UNCG to get the revenge here and split the series. Mm, mm. What do you think? Uh, I gotta wait for that line. I, I I I lean East Tennessee State. I think they're in a more desperate spot at the moment. Um, Belmont at Moorhead State, buddy. Belmont going to be coming off that loss to Eastern Kentucky today, unless they came back from fifteen, which I should check. Let me check right now. No, they lost. Uh, or no, wait. Hmm. They don't have what is going on with this site. Um, they are, they uh, lost by 14. Yeah, Belmont they lost, lost by, four, by 14. They lost by 14. So now they're at Moorhead state who Moorhead state currently in second place. I mean, what do you think? Moorhead state. Did they cover for me tonight? They did. Yeah, They won by 14. Fuck. Yeah. I love you. Moorhead state. Um, <laughs> they might cover again. If Belmont's laying a lot of points, Moorhead state's been good. I was I think I was the first one to uh, alert you to their presence and, and the fact that they've been playing good ball. You know, that was probably about a month ago or so. Uh, I don't think Belmont's going to lose two in a row here, but uh, I think I think Morehead State could cover, make it a game. I think, yeah, I think you take Morehead State uh, to cover. It's at Morehead. There we go. Um, I like it. Uh, we're seeing Oregon play right now. They hold a five-point lead on Stanford at halftime. Um, Oregon is at Cal. Oregon still playing. I mean, they're, they're, I think they're pretty soundly in now, but still kind of on the line there that they, they can't afford a really bad loss to Cal that's tipping at the same time. Any chance Oregon drops the ball there? I don't think so. I think Oregon rolls, right? Yeah. Agreed. Um, let's bounce over to uh, what I think is a big one in the summit league, North Dakota state currently second in the summit league. And guess who's first, the coyotes of South Dakota this game is happening Saturday at the same time in uh, Vermilion, South Dakota. Uh, 1.30 PM actually is the tip uh, on the West 4.30 on the East. That's, this is a huge game, huge game here. Uh, gotta love this here. <laughs> gotta love some summit league basketball, Nick. Good old Dakota schools, man. They had, they have some quality programs up there. I think, I think I'm gonna go to North Dakota state here. 
Yeah, I, I was impressed by them in a Kansas performance earlier in the year. So I, I lean Bison too. In the MAC, you got Kent State at Miami, Ohio. Kent State currently second in the MAC. Miami, Ohio, just uh, at at sixth. So uh, just coming off of an eight point win against Western Michigan, are the Red Hawks? That's somewhat of an interesting. That's what I'm saying, dude. Every game is decent here. I know. Like, why are you highlighting this game? Well, because Kent State could still win the MAC regular season title. There are stakes uh, here, so so. Why am I? That's why I'm essentially touching on this game. So I, I think they take care of business. Once again, I always take the, there's the top echelon of Mac schools and everybody else. Uh, so, and usually even if they're laying a decent amount of points, those top, that top echelon covers. So give me Kent state. I'm with you. Despite Kent state, you know, they're banged up. They're one of their best players is out for the year. Uh, we hop down Austin P at Jacksonville state, I guess, Ohio Valley. That's somewhat of a decent game. Well, uh, give me Austin P to get that done. Ah, give me Jacksonville state, man. All right. Um, Creighton at Xavier Xavier. Currently the third, the last team in huge, huge game here. Creighton currently 13th team in the nation. Seven red five. hot. Yeah. Red hot. Uh, they, they, they played uh, right around Christmas and Creighton won by five. Xavier needs this man. They fucking need this win. This is a huge yeah. game. Creighton seven to one in their last eight, but Xavier's at home. And like you said, maybe they're the more desperate team here. So I keep on taking Xavier, expect them to play better. I'm going to take them one more time. You got one more chance. Musketeers. They've been playing don't, like shit. Don't blow it. They've been playing like shit ever since COVID. So um, ever since they came back from COVID for the most part, uh, you going Creighton? I am going to go Creighton. All right. All right. I, until I see Xavier, I can't just say, I mean, they had like a month long fucking break, dude. I mean, that's brutal for a team's momentum, but yeah, but they, but they like, it's like the fourth or fifth game back now. Yeah. I mean, they, they should be back into the swing of things by now. So I, yeah, I don't blame you for taking Creighton. Like I said, I'm gonna take Xavier one more time. Moving on. What's next Louisville at Duke, buddy. I'm taking Duke all day. <laughs> you know, I love to fade this Louisville team and uh, I'm going to fade them again. Uh, give me Duke Carlick Jones. Uh, traveling down to Durham, Durham, Duke's been playing great ball lately. I wonder what this line will be. Yeah. And uh, Louisville's lost their last three road games, Miami Clemson and that disaster to UNC. Uh, also David Johnson missed the UNC game. So he might be nicked up. I'm not sure his status, um, David Johnson. That's his name, right? I think that sounds correct. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's right. For, for, for some reason when I said it, it, it didn't sound right. So yeah, I like Duke to win. Um, yeah, there's times where Duke is favored by too many points. So, um, what do you think of the line here? Do you think of Duke by eight or something? Or eight I was by thinking 10? six, seven. If it's, if it's up there, if it's close to 10, I might take Louisville to cover. Yeah, I would too. I mean, I think Duke's going to get the win though, which is essential for them. Both teams here, Louisville, the second to last team in. So this is a huge game. It is. Um, this is must watch. TV. That's what I'm saying, dude. Saturday, just no one bother me. I'm just going to be, I say this every week, but especially this week, <laughs> Alabama at Mississippi state, any chance, uh, Ben Hallen squad has been playing better the past couple of games uh, coming off a 21 point win against uh, South Carolina. Before that, they won by 10 against Ole miss. And I guess, I mean, it, are, is there a little bit of life for Mississippi state? If they, I mean, if they were to win this game, they're 13 and 11, they got Bama in Starkville. Then they're at a and M. And then at Auburn, th- those are all winnable games. 
Yeah, I don't think beating AM or Auburn really gets you anything right here. Beating Bama certainly does. Uh, Bama beat Mississippi State in Tuscaloosa earlier by eight. I like a bounce back spot here for Bama, but but I think Mississippi State could do at least enough at home to keep it close. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think give me give me the Bulldogs and the points. Yeah. Um. So, well, Southern Illinois, Loyola. We touched on. There's that. There's the Drake rematch. Um. All that stuff happening on Saturday as well. Um, Georgia State, South Alabama. I'm telling you, there's so many good games Saturday. Furman at Wofford, the number one against the number three seed in the SoCon. Uh, I mean, just a week ago, Wofford, Wofford, not Wofford. Uh, <laughs> Wofford. Wofford was the one seed. They've, uh, they've falafel. Yeah, <laughs> they've swapped over the past seven days just to let you know how tight this race is. Wofford won the first matchup on February 6th by eight. Here they are at home hosting Furman. This is going to be a game that I think is, I expect to be tied up with five minutes left. Yeah. And you know, I mentioned earlier when we we're talking about the other SoCon game, like how much these schools have beat up on each other. So like so far this year, Wofford had, they've, they've split with Eastern Tennessee state. They've split with Chattanooga. They've split with VMI soon. Soon. Here you go. They're going to split with Furman. Wofford won the first one. Give me Furman here. Yeah. I mean, these are great games. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Saturday, there's no plans. Tell, tell the lady, tell whoever's in your life, get the fuck out for the day. All right. Tell the dog to go sit in the other room. All right. Uh, Oregon. Go, go buy your girl, like a, a day spa pass or something just to get her out of your hair. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, I want to tell you guys that the college experience uh, weekend preview is brought to you by better than Vegas. Yeah. Better than Vegas. It's like YouTube, but for what hashtag DJs only care about, which is sports betting. And the best part is you'll be able to get free video picks from the SGPN crew. Like NC Nick, like myself, make sure you subscribe to the SGPN page, sports gambling podcast.com slash BTV. So you don't miss any of our videos. If you're subscribed, you'll get a notification every time a new SGPN video is posted. Uh, so go to sports gambling podcast.com slash BTV to subscribe to our better than Vegas page today. That's sports gambling podcast.com slash BTV. Wow. I mean, I think this is a dangerous game. I mean, what if Stanford loses to Oregon, by the way, Stanford up three now with, with 18 minutes. Wow. They yeah. stormed back, huh? If Stanford, I think I was on Stanford, you too, right? No, I took Oregon. I took, Oh, Oregon. you know, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Utah. Never mind. Scratch that. Um, but Stanford, you know, currently the first team out. So if they get this, even if they lose to Oregon, I don't think they're officially done yet. Yeah. Um, but they host Oregon state. Who's actually Oregon state's kind of, they've been a hard team to get a read on. Right. I believe they have a winning record. I think they're 12 and 11. So, I mean, just to give you an idea, that's a bit of a game that you're, you can't just think that, Oh, we're going to beat the Beavers for sure. Beavers have been playing solid ball you know, off and on this year. So that's a bit of a game. Drake Bradley. I touch, I touched on, uh, do you have a lean? Are you going to go Stanford minus the points against Oregon state? I think so. Yeah. I mean, Stanford won by 10 earlier. Um, but I will say Oregon state is actually, they have the second best against the spread record in the conference at 13, eight and one. Um, but, it, but they lost that. So they were only um, getting, they were getting six points in that first game against Stanford. So Stanford covered earlier against Oregon state. Give me Stanford to cover again. Yeah. I mean, that's still a, a potentially a good game. Uh, I got to touch on this because Minnesota hasn't won a road game all year. Minnesota plays at Nebraska at four o'clock on the West, seven o'clock on the East. I got to touch on this one, guys. I'm sorry. I know Nebraska's dog shit. Minnesota playing for their lives here. 
They haven't won a road game all year, so I think that gives Fred Hoiberg's uh, Cornhuskers a fighting chance. Additionally, Gabe Kausher starting shooting guard is out. Um, Liam, Ro- Liam Robbins, their big man, was questionable, and Marcus Carr was a game time decision tonight. So Minnesota's a little banged up, uh, and <laughs> giving their road woes <laughs> on the season, uh, all signs are pointing towards at least a Nebraska cover. Robbins was a Drake transfer. Can you imagine if he was at Drake this year? Yeah, seriously. Mm. Um, uh, do we take? Do we take? We take the Cornhuskers, right? I think so. Yeah. Rhode Island at Duquesne. I mean, look, Duquesne. No. Okay. I'm going to touch on this because they lost. Okay. We're good. That one's not being yeah. addressed. That one's yeah, not, those, yeah. Those, 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 those teams aren't doing anything. Baylor at Kansas, buddy. There we go. I think this is a game. Baylor's got the game underneath. You know, they played one game coming back. They did not look good against Iowa state. I think this is a game where they remind us just how good they can be. I think, I think they wax Kansas by like 10. Wow. Kansas has been playing better lately, dude. Kansas has been right. better pl- playing better. Give me, what do you think this line will be? <sighs> Baylor by five. I'll still take Baylor. If it's seven, I'm yeah. going Kansas seven. I'm <laughs> going Kansas. Uh, look, I know you probably aren't in tune to the whack. Well, I know you are, but I'm saying if you're a listener, well, the wax got a big game. 5 p.m. on the on the west, 8 p.m. on the east. UT Rio Grande, who's in first place in the WAC, Nick. They are in Utah, taking on Utah Valley, who's third, and they're only a game back. Tight race going on in the WAC. Uh, big game though. Big game. <laughs> who who are you leaning here? Mark Madsen's I, Utah Valley squad. The Wolverines. You know whether it be Michigan or Utah Valley, they've treated me right. I locked. Uh, Utah Valley up. They were getting, I think eight points in, in both games at New Mexico state last weekend, they won the first game and they covered the second game only losing by seven. So Utah Valley has been treating me right. I'm going to ride them again. Yeah, uh, I agree. I mean, one game lead doesn't make me think, I mean, it makes me think. Well, and and did they play Friday and Saturday too? So let's just see what happens Friday first. <laughs> Uh, USC at Utah Saturday. We currently, let me try to get a, a, an update on the Utah game. Up oh, UCLA won by 15. Does that mean USC is just going to come into Salt Lake City and just get the win? Maybe because I think that's either four or five L's in a row for Utah. You know they lost one of their best guys who went to go play on like the the Finland national team. Bastard. Or so, you know, some some Scandinavian country. <laughs> you know that was like uh, I think it was like maybe uh, two or three weeks ago. Um, so Utah's roster, just look through it and and try to pronounce those names because they're like the United Nations. They got people from <laughs> everywhere. Uh, yeah, I think uh, yeah. Give me USC. I think Utah is in a a tailspin here. USC currently down 11, 15 minutes left in Boulder. So, Especially coming off an L. Up, oh, up. Oh, no, that's yeah. no, fourteen now. Colorado hits a three as I say this. So yeah, they're gonna be coming off an L. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, that's a, I need I need USC to lose one of these games, Pre- preferably the UCLA one, um, or even actually preferably I guess the Utah one. So I know. Uh, what else do we got here in this uh, in this wild wild weekend of college basketball? But, I mean, what a great slate of games! What a great slate of games! Let's talk a little bit of uh, well, we got Santa Barbara Riverside rematch, UCLA at Colorado Saturday. Uh, Buffs are looking pretty good at home, but you know, nice win, nice road win by UCLA here. It, it will be the second game of that um, uh, road trip. 
you know, which is not, it's, that's not an easy road trip to have to go to Salt Lake city and then have to go to Boulder. Um, so I, th- I think you might go uh, Colorado. Yeah. Buffs. That was a close game in Westwood. It came down to a final possession. Um, give me the buffs, man. Um, San Francisco at Pacific, decent game in the WCC. What about uh, Loyola Marymount at Gonzaga? I got to touch on this because Loyola is third in the conference right now. And if Gonzaga doesn't play in the West coast conference tournament and BYU, I mean, even if BYU plays, I think they, I think they split. So I think that would be Loyola might find themselves in the NCAA tournament. <laughs> they're a solid team. You know, I think uh, they, they, you know, it's them, Santa Clara, uh, who's the other pretty good school in the uh, WCC? St. Mary, I mean, uh, Saint, I mean Pacific, St. Mary's obviously Pacific with Damon Stoudemire, uh, Pepperdine, right, Pepperdine's right. good. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, that, yeah, if, if BYU and, and Gonzaga sit that conference tournament out, uh, there's going to be a lot of hungry seeds to get that automatic way. That's going to be a, a conference uh, tournament to watch. Yeah. And then uh, uh, the final, the final game of, of the night, St. Mary's BYU could be interesting as well. Um, and that's Saturday, man. That is Saturday slate. Holy shit. When Woo, you, when you man, make, dude, I'm exhausted. Dude, when you mix that with the fact that we have 32 football games this weekend throughout Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I'm telling you, I don't know what to do with my life, but I'm just going to be in front of the TV. It's just, I mean, I know what to do, but I just, I'm going to be antisocial. I'm going to be in love, <laughs> but uh, all right. I want to tell you guys that the college experience weekend previews brought to you by better edge. Yes. Better Edge, uh, allowing you to buy and sell betting positions like a stock market. It's really cool. The best part is it allows you to bet with no VIG since you're buying positions from other sports bettors. There is no house. That's right. No VIG betting. How great is that? Legal in 40 different states, too. It's sports betting without a VIG. You literally can't beat it. Sign up today at betteredge.com. Use the promo code SGP for a free $10 bet. That's Better Edge, B E T T O R Edge.com. Promo code SGP. All right, Sunday, the final day, and we actually got some matchups that are somewhat surprise, surprise. We got some awesome matchups. Um, lighter slate though. Villanova at Butler. We're we can talk shit about this game and say, well, why am I previewing this? Why? Because Butler's been actually really good at home. Always dangerous at Hinkle. They just beat Seton Hall, who was on the bubble by nine at home. They beat St. John's at home, like what I think two weeks ago. Uh, they, I mean, this team beat Creighton at home. They have good home wins. So Nova rolls. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't see uh Butler doing it again. I, I think Nova will take care of business. Uh, Memphis at Cincinnati, big game for Memphis, but not for Cincinnati, especially considering their best player just left uh, Memphis rolls. Yeah. Yeah. Memphis agreed. Memphis sitting at 13 and six. Um, they're third in the AAC. They're not out of this race yet, dude. They, they close with Cincinnati and South Florida and then a home game against Houston. So you got to think they're going to be 15 and six playing Houston in Memphis, Tennessee. Is there any love for Memphis on the bubble? I haven't really heard about it. I don't think so, but I I guarantee you if they beat Houston in that game, yeah, because they'll be 16 and six. And then you figure they'll get at least a round or two into the AAC tournament. So they will be like, what? Maybe eighteen and six. I don't know how you would leave them out. Yeah, I guess the problem is, you know, at a conference, the best win was St. Mary's to start the year. Um, other than that, they lost to VCU, lost to Western Kentucky, lost to Auburn. 
Um, so their best wins on the season. Uh, I Wich- mean, Wichita probably, right? Wichita's a, this, that's probably their only win over a team. That's going to go to the NCAA tournament. So I guess not much of a resume there. That means they got to win uh, that Houston game, right? Or one of yeah. the Houston games if they play them in the tournament. Yeah. That might put them back on the map there and they could be dangerous too, just due to their talent level. Yeah. Yeah. Michigan state at Maryland. <laughs> let, let me give you an update. Currently, currently Buckeyes up, Buckeyes up five. Yeah. Uh, Ohio state up five, 19 minutes left though. So Michigan state's still very well capable of winning this game. We know what happened previously. They beat Illinois. They beat Indiana making a late season push. They're 12 and nine 10th place in the big 10. A lot of people have 10 teams making it in from the big 10 to the NCAA tournament. Um, they have a win over Duke. If you go all the way back to December on the yeah, road, yeah. that could, that could mean something. Um, Hey, I mean, I, did they beat anybody else out of conference? That's noteworthy in Notre Dame. No. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, uh, they, they beat Rutgers by 23. That might matter. Um, of course they lost to Rutgers by 30. Also, <laughs> what do you got in this game? I mean, I got no That's idea. Wild. I have no idea who's winning this game. I, I don't know. I guess I'm going to ride Sparty. I think they're playing a lot better ball. So I guess give me Sparty. Yeah. That's what I lean to. Um, another one tipping off at the same time on or no, uh, an hour later, Iowa at Ohio state. Give me Ohio state minus the points. Yeah. I'm, I'm fading. Yeah. Iowa. I'm fading. Iowa here. Um, yep. Pitt at NC state. Look, NC state just knocked off Virginia. They're 11 and nine. Nick, Talk me into is is there any chance that NC State if they beat Pitt here and they're twelve and nine then they're they're at Notre Dame chance to go thirteen and nine then they, your bubble is going to have like fifty teams on it. Well, I'm just curious. <laughs> I'm just curious. Like, uh, if you're an NC State fan, do you have life? So out of conference, you know they played nobody. They have wins over Charleston Southern, North Florida, and UMass Lowell. But not their fault. They were they the were UConn, supposed to play the Michigan game and, True. and UConn. Uh, COVID took those out. So right now they have wins over UVA and UNC. With I mean beating Pitt, Notre Dame. If they beat and Virginia they, Tech, their final game is Virginia Tech. Yeah, if they win those three, then they're on a six-game winning streak, and their record is and what four. 14 to nine. Uh, yeah. I think they have, a, I, I still think, and I think they will be favored in maybe two of those and they would be uh 10 and eight in, in the ACC. I mean, in previous years, a 10 and eight record in the, in the ACC would probably get you into the, the uh, tournament. They, I think they would still have to do some work in the conference uh, championship. Uh, the tournament, but I the think they do yeah. take care of business at, you know, against Pittsburgh here, especially since the Pittsburgh's team is, you know, yeah. evaporating. Uh, South Florida at Houston. Any chance? I'd say no, but ECU beat Houston. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Loyola at Navy back to back. You know, this is the only team in the nation, Nick, that I feel a hundred percent confident on these back to backs. Navy. You sold me on it. I think I'm eight. No taking them back to back. You sold me on it. I, I, I can't go against that. Especially if, if the spread is only like four or so, (laughs) like it was last week. And that was crazy. Um, let's, let's scoot down the lines. Huge game in the mountain West. This is actually the, the, the final game we'll touch on here, uh, for Sunday slate, obviously North Dakota state, South Dakota happens again too. That's another good game to watch. Um, but, 
Nevada at Utah State currently. Uh, let's see. Does Lenardi still have three Mount Missouri? I think he still has. Yeah, he has Boise State, San Diego State, and Colorado State in. But Colorado State's in by the skin of their teeth. Uh, uh, now you have Nevada at Utah State, both with the same record. They're both playing for this for the fourth seed in in the uh, in the Missouri Valley. I'm sorry, in the Mountain West, not the Missouri Valley. Uh, what are you thinking here? Well, I have the first game being on Friday night. Yeah, you're uh, right. You're right. How did yeah, I miss that on Friday? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think, uh, I think Utah state, I think Nevada having that big break, um, going to play on the road. I think Utah state gets the first one and then it's tough to pick a second one until you see what happens with the first one. Nevada hasn't lost a game in a month though. I mean, I know they haven't played in a week, but I'm saying, <laughs> yeah, uh, they were hot when they, when they left with COVID, uh, I, I agree. Utah state's the lean. I think Nevada gets the revenge on Sunday night. Great matchups. Great matchups. Um, all right. That concludes our college basketball front college football. I mean, what's your favorite play this weekend? Do you have a, do you have one that you just, you think, okay, take North Dakota state minus the six. No, you're on the, you're on uh you're on uh stone Lobanowitz and, and the Southern Illinois salute. I am. I am. But a couple of locks I threw out there. I think um, it, it seems to be a trendy lock with the SGP folks, but I had Wofford minus two and a half. And then I'm also laying what five and a half with Northern Iowa. I think people are forgetting that Northern Iowa is a really good FCS program. And I think they show that in Youngstown. Fuck that coach. By the way, Colorado's up 17 now with 12 minutes left. Um, yeah, I, I can't back that team, buddy. I cannot back that team, but I did want to ask you this question before we get out of here. What's the best name in, in the FCS we got going? We got Zeb Nolan. <laughs> the quarterback of, of North Dakota state. What's your boy uh, at, uh, at uh, Sam Houston state Schmid, Eric Schmid. Yeah, no dude. It's gotta be stone Lebonowitz. <laughs> well, well, hold on. Stone, and, Le- stone Lebonowitz at Southern Illinois. There's Hamp Sisson, Florida or Furman's <laughs> quarterback. Right. Um, and then it gets better. It gets, it, there, there's a couple of names out there that would next week when it tips, you know, I'm just going to have to really milk these things. You're going to be sick at Joe Fagnano at Maine, <laughs> right? Right. Th- their quarterback. And then uh, Holy cross has Connor D Hart. Uh, that's great. But <laughs> no, I'm going stone Lobanowitz, especially <laughs> since Patty C found the picture of him on Twitter. Uh, it's uh, beautiful. <laughs> stone oh, Lobanowitz. That, that's why you got to love some FCS football. Some of these names are just fucking great. Um, <laughs> Okay, well you heard his best locks here. My best lock would probably be what what is I'm trying to think what is my top play of the week. If I had to pick one, let me just rattle off. There's a few that I I, I mean I love fading Elon. Elon is giving away 18 I like points to uh to Gardner Webb the running bulldogs. It's at home game for Gardner Gardner Webb. I'm seeing that they can have uh, I think 30% capacity. Maybe they can get some some fans going here, but um I, I like that. I, uh, I also locked up, uh, where am I at here? I locked up. I like Jackson state minus 10 and a half Deion Sanders against Mississippi Valley state. I think that's going to happen. And, uh, Hey, I think this thing deleted my locks on here. Got to talk to these guys. Um, if I had to pick a third one, give me, uh, give me, I'm on, I'm on the Citadel minus four at Mercer. Oh no. I like, and, and I like the Weber state angle. I'll take Weber state minus uh, 20, uh, 19 and a half at Idaho state. I'm on that as well. I like it. 
and uh, Jacksonville state minus uh, well that dude, I, this number jumped. My only problem is this was a 12 point line yesterday when I made my pick say it jumped to 14. Don't like it nearly as much at 14, but uh, I do think Jacksonville state's going to roll against Tennessee tech in uh, Montgomery, Alabama. So, all right, those are the FCS plays. If you want to know a more in-depth breakdown, check out the, 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 the podcast prior uh, where me, Patty C and NC Nick covered it guys. Uh, look, if you're a first time listener to the college experience, make sure you subscribe. We handicap every single division one college basketball, college football game, been doing it for four years now, four fucking years. All right. Been over 500 each and every season. So make sure you, you, you uh, check out uh, the college experience, subscribe, tell a friend. We've also been way over 500 on our locks doing that again this year. Get over to uh, get over to the, uh, the iTunes store. If you can give us a, a five-star review. Cause look, we don't charge for picks. This is all for free. We give you all of this for free. All I ask is you go to iTunes, give us a five-star review. It's the least you could do Get over there. Say something. I mean, it hasn't. And, and, and I feel like comments have gotten a little slow in February, January. They were firing all cylinders, making you all that money. Where you guys been? You can leave two. You can leave three. I don't care if you've already left one, get over there, leave us another one. It's important. Sponsors have often told us it's a big deal. So, uh, uh, get over there, give us a five-star review, help us help you. Um, and, uh, yeah. If you do take a screenshot of your review, tag me at the Colby D and I'll send you a college experience t-shirt. Uh, like I said, I am at the Colby D on Twitter, NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. Make sure you check out all of his writing over at sports podcast.com as well. And uh, Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C eight, three, one, give him a follow. And the sports gambling podcast is on Twitter at the SGP network. All right. No, check out the Slack channel for Sports Gambling Podcast Network too. For Saturday, if you want to be talking all these games and best bets late, gotta check out the Slack channel and also the Locker Room app. Not at Eight a.m. on the West, so eleven a.m. on the East. I'll be talking on the Locker Room app. Best bets Saturday: FCS college football and college basketball with that amazing slate. Get over to the Locker Room app and check that out. This is the College Experience Weekend Preview. What a great time of year this is! Best of luck to everyone out there. Have a wonderful weekend and win some cash. You better start thinking about yours. And we out. Finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer.